0: I was out earlier today, like, just with some people, and they are like, oh, like, what do you have to do tonight? And I was like, well, uh, like, I didn't want to describe it, because then I would have to explain, <laughs> like, what we did. I finally told one of the girls, I was with, she's like, oh, I'd love to listen to it. I'm like, I don't think you would. Probably Maybe not. She, but she was like, no, I described, I was like, no, like, misogyny, racism, sex, it, like, everything. She was like, let me just hear it. So I was like, all she's right. She's like, that sounds great. So I, was like, All right. I, love,
1: like, I love how most podcasters are trying to get people to listen to their podcast, <laughs> and we're actively <laughs> avoiding people listening to ours.
2: Alrighty, let's get started then. Welcome to a kick-ass new episode of The Dicks in the Back Row, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. And for this episode, I don't know what we're going to do, since it's a good-bad movie, so let's just find out. I'm your co-host, Max Healy. Jesus Christ, that's my my name, Max Healy, over in Nashville, Tennessee. And with me in Boston, Mass, we have our social political commentary member, Mike Preppel. How are you, buddy?
0: I'm I'm very well, Max, and I'm very looking forward to talking about all the socioeconomic
1: difficulties
0: portrayed in Roadhouse.
1: (laughs)
2: And we also have our mental health awareness member, (laughs) Tim Begin. How are you, Tim?
1: I just want everyone to know out there they're not alone. (laughs) <laughs> if you need help? Call. I. But I'll tell you what, Max. I'm not doing great right now. I. But I will tell you, there is one thing out of Roadhouse that made that heartened me last night. It's that apparently, I can rip people's throats out. <laughs> and With it three fingers. Immediately, and it immediately kills them, which the I'm going to implement on a a group of architects tomorrow. So. <laughs> Uh, and we also have our
2: abortion enthusiast, Derek Brady. Where are you this week, Derek?
3: I am in Eau Claire, Wisconsin,
0: thinking about dead babies. Oh God! Right. Wow! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought we'd move beyond this. Yeah. <laughs> Never. I, I was looking
1: in. forward to a podcast without.
0: <laughs> I just want one podcast where I don't have to like, explain myself. That's really it. <laughs>
2: All right. So, for really week... glad to be here. Good. I'm glad. So for week 2 of Swayze September, we watched the knee kicking, leg breaking, uneven stone chimney fucking fight fest that is Roadhouse Jesus. from 1989 and starring our man Patrick Swayze, Sam Elliott, Kelly Lynch,
3: Swayze September.
2: Yep, and Ben Gazzara. I don't even know how fuck that dude. And directed by Rowdy Harrington, which is one hell of a name for a director in this yeah. movie. I was Jim say against alter ego.
0: <laughs> That's like all you need to know about this movie. The man who directed his name is first name is Rowdy. It's like end, Rowdy. end
1: end sentence period.
0: Nothing else. <laughs> so I, with... name. I, I <laughs> have another
1: it? piece of trivia that I think Ooh. would I think the audience would be interested in. Max, mm. another like little factoid about did you guys know this was a semi true story based I on a semi true story? That. Oh, did you also know who the uh, the character? It was based. The person it was based on was no. It was based on our own Mike Preble, oh. who apparently <laughs> I do have a violent temper. Who apparently and a love before of philosophy. He, yeah, before he became a learned man of the law, Mike was the best, damn, cooler <laughs> in the biz,
0: internationally known cooler. You yeah, know, right. Like, no matter what town I went to, whether it was from tennis was it like memphis tennessee to missouri you
1: know <laughs> i'm world famous and the uh, the mr the character mr presley was playing was actually uh, massachusetts own ernie buck jr <laughs> <laughs> so just you know in- interesting facts i think
0: yeah. these are had a lot of context Tim. thank you very much i appreciate that oh, i'm really a wholeer story
3: I'm really glad someone other than, do, than Max is doing research now. Yeah, Thank man. you, Tim. It's very deep research. We're not the
0: smartest dick <laughs> podcast
3: for nothing. That's right. That, that's right. The listeners at home, our national audience, the number one searchable <laughs> dick podcast on iTunes. Correction, right. dicks. You got to put that S in or number else we're going to seven. be seventh. Number seven for dick. For yeah. dick. If you're into if you're into one dick at a time, this podcast isn't for you. Mm-mm. If you're into just a gaggle of dicks, <laughs> listen up, kids.
2: <laughs> just a smorgasbord board of penis. All right. So, um, now none of us actually seen this movie before last night, right? No, no.
1: Oh no, I've seen it many times. <laughs> Son of a bitch!
2: I've, My I life changed. We were before. I,
1: I I love Roadhouse.
3: I do too. Oh, I loved it. Uh, I was sorry. gonna say because I, I loved it. I loved it in the way that, as a kid, I loved Three Ninjas Strike Back.
0: (laughs) So I've always ever heard like references to it. So I was always very much aware of like the musicians playing, but like they had like the screen around them and just it being absurd. But I never actually seen the film. (laughs) Yeah, it's like every this chicken wire bizarre (laughs) nonsense.
3: It's like every like mid two thousands Toby Keith music video. I do appreciate you. Last night, Preble sent a text out
2: uh, just saying, halfway through this movie, I have no idea what to think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I what to think. I was rock hard. Yeah, Derek then added, <laughs> saying this, the
2: dialogue in this movie is banana land.
0: Yeah, I was it it saying, is. I, I have like a lot of opinions about this film. Probably more opinions I've ever had. Mainly because this is the first time I've ever seen it. But like of all the other movies I've ever talked about, like this one is the most... Confounding, like I just don't, yeah. I fundamentally don't understand like, what <laughs> Max, it is about.
3: Max, I think you're gonna have to do a lot of editing because there, there's this is easily the most notes I've taken on any movie that we've done so far.
2: Yeah, I, I took a lot. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> that goes, like we me can make well. this into a two-parter just for the first 15 minutes of this movie. There's just so much shit going on. So, I've well, uh, committed right
1: most of Roadhouse to memory, so <laughs> very little notes.
2: All right. Well, just in the theme of Roto, I was going to just open up a nice can of whoop my ass in. All right. Rowdy here. <laughs> so uh, the just movie. Imagine, s- I imagine
3: what? the director, like at all times, was sitting like in his director's chair with a six pack of pull top bud heavy next to him.
2: Lone Star. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's just get the movie started off. So, uh, you, the movie sets up with some uh some high heels. Patrick sways name and the title and... a tight skirt with a sweet piece of 1980s 80s ass and guess what guys this Swayze movie's for the boys no girls allowed
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I thought for sure that was going to be the main female lead but you never find out who that woman is nope,
1: nope. she is just an LA an LA trollop
2: <laughs> <laughs> so right away you meet Swayze as Dalton and you never know his first name uh, with his super sweet hair
3: I knew, I knew from the first character that you meet that I was in for a fucking ride. When the the owner of the of the Double Deuce walks in with his bolo tie on, just oogling a pair of fucking cannons. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a, just a ridiculous shot at some tits.
2: This whole fucking thing's ridiculous. So, right away at this bar too, this woman stabs a hundred dollar bill for some reason, and then this dude just literally kicks a girl in the pussy and then flips her chair over.
0: I can't stress how ridiculous that is. Like, all you hear is a crash of glasses in the background. So, for all we know, he knocked over her glass. She's like, you know, it's just like, motherfucker. And that's just knives. Like, i have going a bunch knives. of dumpy <laughs> bars, but I've never had somebody threaten me with a knife because I knocked over their drink. There are so many, so many, knives, many knives of
1: varying sizes. Is that like an 80s theme, that all bars are just filled with people <laughs> who are about to kill each other with <laughs> knives?
3: Yeah, what is this, Boston? At one point in this movie, so this guy pulls out a buck knife. Like, yes. Like, it's absurd. It's the it's same absurd.
2: dude who made the Crocodile Dundee knife, apparently.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh. yeah. That's then, not a as,
1: as you find out later, the, it was all a ruse so that that guy could provoke a fight with Dalton.
3: <laughs> yeah. Which is strange. He
2: pants. right, yeah. He then slashes Dolan, who doesn't even flinch. Yep. Also, Dolan's pants are just super high in this movie.
3: His clothes (laughs) in this movie are the most ridiculous '80s bullshit. It's like oversized suits (laughs) and silk shirts underneath.
1: I mean, I'm I'm just gonna disagree. They look great on. They look great on. I nothing looks bad on Patrick Swayze.
0: Tim is like our polemic. He's just going to defend the fuck out of
1: this movie. For the rest it's, of this, hour whatever
0: podcast.
1: It is a great movie. I mean, my favorite part about that whole, my favorite part about that whole scene is that Dalton's definitely more angry about the fact that he ruined his nice shirt than being stabbed with a Swiss Army knife.
3: <laughs> he gets those guys outside. And then it's just a collection of the worst insults of all time.
2: Oh, my God. Back to back. This a collection
3: of the worst insults of all time. Back to back, I wrote it down. They say, come on, hotshot. Come on, dirtball. Hey, Moose lips, get back here. <laughs> what are you guys, the seven dwarves or something? Like, God, I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I thought my head was going to fucking explode. <laughs>
2: Moose uh, lips, Moose lips. Uh, there's some I, I wrote down some ones later on because they just get better and better, especially once Sam Elliott comes in. Just oh god, Sam yeah.
3: Elliott's quips are ridiculous in this movie. Oh yeah, we'll Crazy. get to that here.
2: Oh yeah, you go back to Dolno, he's sewn himself up and he's offered a job by Frank Tillman, who's uh here to clean up his uh, bar that he bought, the Double Deuce, because he just plans on investing a lot of money into this shithole in
3: Jasper, Missouri, which apparently is full of eyeballs on on the floor. It's just that right. we have to sweep <laughs> up the eyeballs at the end of the night, <laughs> Once including, again, the, including so the lead singer. An, right. Well, yeah. Jeff Healy. Slam, okay. back, slam, Hey, it's actually actually one of your uh, spelled differently. Jeff Healy. But did you, noticed, so did you guys notice? Did you guys notice
1: the the philosophic? You know, because you had to put they had to put some intelligent stuff in. You notice how the guy, the blind singer, is always hearing things.
2: Oh yeah, sense <laughs> census,
1: You know, you he he's always the it. one who's like hearing the gossip and sort of transferring it around. Mm, all, you know, I th- metaphor, all I thought about will you. <laughs>
0: I just thought how progressive that was. They have a, a a dis a differently abled individual as like one of the uh one of the heroes of this of this story, and I was <laughs> I was glad. My liberal northern heart was glad by this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: Also, oh, f- for uh, Frank Tillman, the entire movie, I was just expecting him to then turn out to be, like, the secret villain. Just because the only time I've oh, ever yeah. seen him in a movie was yes. in uh, Eight Men Out,
3: when he was, like, the crooked gambler fixed the World Series. Yes. Well, he was in Lost. He was the, he was John Locke's dad in Lost. who oh, really? Like, completely fucks him over, yeah. Like, everything he's played is a villain. Yeah, so... Well, he uh, played a villain played
1: in that opening scene. Like, he was acting like he was a villain. It was almost oh, like yes. he... Every, every moment throughout that scene where he's talking to Dalton in the back office... He was acting like, "Oh, I'm gonna get this guy out to Kansas City. I'm gonna fuck him." You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: just, just <laughs> clipping his fingers together. It's like... <laughs> right, yeah. it's right. Like, What's exactly. this guy up to? So
1: you could, you could be forgiven for mistaking his intentions in this opening scene. Yes,
2: but uh, <laughs> Dolan does agree, um, but he's not gonna fly because it's too dangerous. But you know, John driving man. cars is fine,
3: as you find out later on in this movie. <laughs> which, which, by the way, like, how did, how does everyone have this? idea and how has everyone heard of Swayze? Of Dalton rather. Like everyone in every part in every corner of the country has heard of Dalton and the shit yep. he's done.
1: Because he's the best damn cooler in the biz. <laughs> I mean I don't understand what's I know, weren't you listening to this damn story? Right.
2: Yeah, but this world, yeah. this is a world in which bouncers are treated like professional athletes. Yeah. Yeah I mean but they have like trading great... cards of these guys. <laughs>
1: Well that's the that's the thing that's f- so funny about this is that like apparently everyone is everyone in the country is so ingratiated in the bar business that Dalton is like a, you know a fucking celebrity.
2: <laughs> but yet he only asks for what like 2 grand and like 250 bucks a night.
0: 5,000 $5, up front. 5,000 up front and 500 per night. Okay. And that's what he wants.
3: That's He's it. He's only paid $100 a month in rent, guys. He's making oh, a yeah.
0: killing. And I mean have to say that place was kind of dope. For a hundred dollars, it was like, "Oh, you have this that's whole right. upstairs like thing to yourself." It's like, "Oh, okay, that's <laughs> with not, no
3: exterior door."
1: There's no yeah. insulation in that. I mean, it's gonna get cold in the winter. It's a <laughs> massive problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how cold Missouri gets, but I think it gets dogs. cold. It's like-
3: yeah, he gets. Cold. Does it? Can we go ahead and get to the double deuce already, guys? Okay. Uh, uh, one
2: other thing I was just gonna say though is before he leaves, he just throws his car keys at this like random homeless dude on the street, but <laughs> then un- uncovers his Mercedes Benz and drives away. And there's just zero explanation to anything in
3: that scene. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no fucking clue how he procured this Mercedes throughout the entire movie. And like, the, the dude that he gives the keys to is like, "What the fuck is this?" And like, he drives a Mercedes. Later, you find out he went to NYU and he's a bouncer. How the fuck is he paying his student loans, and how the fuck is he driving a Mercedes?
1: Well, let's be realistic. They weren't, you know, going to NYU back in the 80s cost like two bucks. <laughs> I was also
2: yeah. just going to say, just him going to NYU and then having a degree in philosophy, is like, yeah, that's why he's a fucking bouncer.
0: Yeah. I'm just really glad that whole thing, that whole discussion of him being like kind of a genius, like just fades away.
2: All right, so again back into it. So Dolan then goes to this bar, and then I mentioned also to you guys in the text that this bar is the city of Sodom. Like, these people are just <laughs> fucking animals.
3: I've got a, I've got a nice little uh, statistic that we'll, we'll get to here in just a moment that explains that.
2: All right, so but I'll set it up here. So first you have a blind man playing around with uh, Chicken Wire um, just because people keep on throwing beer bottles at the stage. And then the second thing happens is Dolan walks in, sees people just immediately beating the shit out of each other. Girls are <laughs> pulling money out of their bras to buy drugs, and then this- Fuck them, they're
3: brothers. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Oh, there, there is so much sexual assault. Like, hashtag me too. This entire fucking movie. Like, the, oh, yeah. The, the first, one of the first lines when you get to the double deuce, you know I get off at two, and I'd love to get you <laughs> off about a half hour later. <laughs> oh,
2: God. And then the next one you get is this uh, this plastic blonde who's just way too attractive to be in this bar. And she asks for a vodka rocks, and then you just get this great line from this like retard next to her. It just goes, "Hey vodka rocks, why don't you say me and you get nipple to nipple?"
3: <laughs> I literally, I paused. I I lost my shit when that happened, man. I laughed for fucking twenty minutes at that. Oh my god! And it, 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 not to mention, the guy looked like fucking Frankenstein. Yeah, he's like cross-eyed and sweaty.
1: There, if this was the if this was like the steady state of the bar, right? This is what happened every night. The bar wouldn't be open; it would be burned to the ground by now. They, how do they keep their furniture? Like they all have chairs, but all the chairs at the end of the night are broken after this, these peck and paw melees. You know.
2: Yeah. Also, no police force ever in this movie until like the last yeah. scene of the movie, and they're the yes. worst fucking cops ever.
3: Right. Well, and that was my thing I was thinking about, too, is that one of the bouncers says to Swayze, if you're not drinking, get the fuck out. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, like, <laughs> the amount of DUIs that must come out of this bar. <laughs> like, just between I mean,
2: the, the just massive intoxication and the concussions from all the customers that are leaving this
0: bar.
3: Well, the, the men that are falling asleep on stairwells in the middle of the <laughs> bar. We're <laughs> like, just thinking, my God, what is this place?
0: I mean, yeah, I just I just have to say there's that there's like fundamentally no way this place has not been shut down like none like zero like everyone there's like fights every day and people are like dying at this (laughs) bar because of like alcohol related or like violence related deaths like there's no way this place is like open. Why do women go to this bar? There's no fucking reason. 90%
3: Ninety percent of the women in this bar are getting groped and manhandled and, and sexually assaulted at all times. Like, <laughs> Again,
2: there is no way you would catch a woman in that bar because this is the city of Sodom. That's why. Like, this is hell on earth.
0: <laughs> I, I have to come clear. This is like the first instance of where, like, all the other movies we've discussed, there's like a premise that we have to accept, and then like everything else kind of works around it. This is like the first movie where it's like there are premises, but like even they don't make sense. Like this whole movie is unhinged. There's no rational or any any reasonable town that would operate like this. Like none.
3: Can we talk about when when the the, the owner changes the word fuck to Buick?
0: Yep. Yep. I had that <laughs> written down.
3: And then he just has this shit like this shit eating grin
2: on his face too. He's just like, <clears throat>
3: I'm so smart. Every single thing written around it is insinuating like call this number if you want to get your dick sucked. Well,
1: also, I mean that that's pretty realistic of a bar. Yeah,
2: that is I used to bartend at a if dive bar and I used to see that shit all the time.
1: Right. If you actually looked at the stall of a dive bar, it's basically every other every other thing is saying, Call this number if you're yep. trying to get your dick licked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um also, this guy who throws a beer ball the blind guy looks like Trevor from Grand Theft Auto. I don't I
3: don't remember.
2: I never you, played oh, that game. Okay.
1: That really landed. It's okay. But I will I will say that the band in this movie is very good. Yeah. yeah, well,
3: it's, it's the well, Jeff it's, Healy band. Yeah, it's... What? Uh, that's, yeah, an, that's, that's an actual true. real band. It's the Jeff Healy band. Um, they, they, they had a hit in a song called Angel Eyes. He's no longer with us, but yeah, nope. true story. And he actually was blind. Yep. Oh.
2: Continuing shit that's just happened in the first 15 minutes. I feel like this is also just like a great PSA for what you think you're like on cocaine, but in reality, this is what it's like. <laughs> Because you have this fat grease ball telling this other guy that you can kiss this girl's tits for twenty bucks, and he's just grabbing them, and he which is you know totally fine. But then when he says he doesn't have twenty bucks, every single person in this bar gets punched in the fucking face.
3: This this guy is ogling this woman's tits, and he says, "You know what? You like them? I'll tell you what. For twenty dollars." And I thought this was going a completely different direction. He goes, "You can kiss them." (laughs) Wait, wait, what? (laughs) Really? The, the woman says
1: like the woman says nothing throughout the exchange either. She's just like laughing, <laughs> smiling and chewing her gum. Well, and sort of making light. like, "Oh, I" and sort of making like, "Oh, I I like this faces." While he's just ogling <laughs> her, her breasts.
3: That was further, definitely the first time he'd ever grabbed tits though, right? Yeah, it looks like it.
1: Further evidence that this movie was uh actually written by a 7-year-old. Or no no, 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 no. A 12-year-old who's just reached puberty. <laughs> Like uh, the whole thing uh,
0: is outrageous. I mean, it just doesn't make a goddamn <laughs> lick of sense.
1: Swayze is the
2: only adult in this movie. Like, I, yes, I, literally every single person is like a baby and like in like just disguised in a, like in an adult's body. You guys notice some way they're dancing? They're just kind of like babies who are just still like still trying to learn how to walk. Like they're just swaying all over the place. Their hands are up in there in the air. <laughs> they're kind of like hopping up and down.
3: That's what I wrote down. I wrote down just limbs everywhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but after this whole, you know, the guy doesn't have $20 and they just, you know, start getting into this huge fight, just women are getting like getting fucking blasted in the face. Men are getting thrown over the bar with chairs following behind them. Uh, this Jerry curl bouncer picks this dude up and just throws him over the table like Andre the giant.
3: Max. So here, here's, here's where my statistic comes in. Cause you know that I, I enjoy finding large quantities of things that happen in movies. And so I went back and I actually counted every single beer bottle. That was oh shattered god. during this fight scene, <laughs> which I can imagine is what two minutes long, right? Two I to three least. minutes long. <laughs> there are twenty-five beer bottles that get shattered <laughs> during that scene. Uh, oh my god, I love this movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, just the the beer shattering all over the place too. Like people would just be walking out with just cuts over their faces. It would just be a fucking mess.
3: Well, the the, the scene where Swayze's like leaned against the pole, all cool. And someone throws the beer bottle and he just like leans his head six inches to the right and it <laughs> shatters right on the pole. I was like, You're still gonna get fucked up from that.
1: <laughs> well, this is this is one of the great things about eighties and nineties action movies is that they're so unrealistic about the violence because one blow in that fight would have like halted it because there would have been a dead person. <laughs> like yeah. one blow would have been a dead person and the guy who did it would have been like, Oh my god, what have I done? And then everyone would have <laughs> stopped and looked at this dead person on the ground. But yet like, no, everyone is just capable of taking like fifty to a hundred fatal blows to the face and then still walking out arm-in-arm like their friends to go back to their children and wives, apparently. It's like a Rocky movie. It's like Rocky's getting
0: punched in the face 10,000 times. (laughs) It's only until, like, Rocky V is like, oh, I might have brain damage? It's like, of course you do. You're being beaten (laughs) senseless for the past, like, 20 years of your life.
1: Right.
2: Oh, oh boy. (laughs) (sighs) All right, so that was the first 15 minutes. So a little bit later, Dalton rents a barn from, like, the stereotypical farmer. And then you meet the bad guy, Brad Wesley, who's uh, flying into this house in a fucking chopper.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, what nice. is this guy? Like, it blows my mind. This guy owns a chopper. We'll find out later. He has access to just military-grade explosives. And, <laughs> he, like, all he's known for is bringing a J.C. Penny to town.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what does this guy do? The J.C. Penny Mafia.
1: Yeah. He was a Korean War veteran, don't you? Didn't you watch the movie? Oh God! That's the only thing that he says he does. He's Again. basically like Vince McMahon. That's That's what Vince McMahon's like mansion is like. I'm sure. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> Just like monster trucks driving around. <laughs> the monster truck. There's like
0: so many flaws about this. Like no millionaire would buy like a like a buy this palace across from some like shithole farmhouse, right? Like, you place, like, it's just, like, such a convenient, like, device to place these two people, like, within, like, shouting distance of each other.
2: It's like a tale of two cities.
0: Yeah, man. Like, throw as much (laughs) shit as I can into this.
2: God. Uh, So, after this, though, you meet Dalton as the cooler. So, he's going to be cleaning up this place. You know, he fires a couple of people. And then he goes over his rules. And the most important one being, Be nice. (laughs) <laughs> be nice until it's time to not be nice, and Dalton will tell you when it's that time.
1: He was wow. never nice throughout the movie, though. They were, like, nice once. He was nice <laughs> for, like, <laughs> a, what, Yeah, like one second, he was nice. And, and then every other instance of troublemakers was immediately solved through violence. I just want to point out, they had, like, the weakest brush
0: pass of all time when he fired that woman who was selling <laughs> yeah. drugs. She, like, grazed, <laughs> and she was, like, trying to make a statement. She, like borderline fell down by, like, raising into to him. I was like, for fuck's sake, lady, if you're trying to make a point, like, make a point.
2: All right, so you get into the first night, and, uh, you know, people are still just, like, freakishly dancing to this blues music. The bartender's skimming off the top. Uh, this one woman just jumps on top of a table and just raises her skirt above her head.
3: <laughs> There's an underage girl getting fucked in the back room.
2: Oh, yeah, that happens, too. <laughs> you're gonna be my regular Saturday night, because, again, girls love hearing about that kind of stuff.
3: Oh God! And then he goes. Swayze fires him. He goes, but I'm on my break. <laughs> Stay on it. I mean, to be honest, one, he, has
1: a point. he was on his break. That's his time. He can do what He can do with it what he will. What he will, you know.
2: So, but this girl has a skirt over the head, over her head, uh, and this guy that she's with is just a total nut job. So first he sucker punches this bouncer, and then he just takes out a knife, to which uh, Swayze just knocks his dude out cold.
3: Yeah, like Swayze gave them all these rules. The bouncer followed them to a T. They did not fucking work.
2: Nope. Instead, he just got sucker punched and almost stabbed to death. But Swayze's there to save the day. And then, uh, so the night ends and Swayze fires a bartender as well. And then he just says it's going to get worse before it
3: gets better. Well, the the owner also says it was a good night. Nobody died. (laughs) Why would you invest in something like this?
1: The other thing, too, is how does this bar make any money? Obviously, all their patrons are like homeless alcoholics. It's like, those are the only people that would act like this out in public. So it's like that's they don't have any money to pay for booze.
3: Uh, that's exactly what I wrote down.
2: Yeah, they're like degenerate, brain-damaged, just doofuses who are just like bouncing all over the place and then smashing each other with tables and knives and shit. It's
3: like right. it's like when they did the casting for this movie. They went to Bucksnort, Tennessee, and were just like <laughs> went up into the hills and said, "Hey, you want twenty bucks for a week's worth of work?" and just loaded them all onto a bus and sent them to wherever the fuck this was shot where it's
2: just the deepest incest pool of family members we <laughs> have in tennessee just bring them on over to jasper oh, missouri god what a movie all right so after that though you got swayze reading uh, legends of the fall and then this like fucking awesome ragers happening across the lake and i like how planned it seems so planned out though like uh it's like the director started filming like a second before he said action and like they're all like kind of standing there and then they all just start like slowly running towards the pool and like some people are dancing and it, you know it's just it's weird how they're all kind of like compact together like a sea of
3: fish just like well, pushing the- themselves into this pool There's one guy that the entire scene just has his pants around his ankles. Like, he's <laughs> running out to the pool with his pants around his ankles. Then they show the pool dancing, the weird pool dancing going on. He's still got his pants around his ankles. It's like, just, what the fuck is that? What is this? This is a town with an average IQ of, like, 60. <laughs> it's no wonder that asshole runs it. It's like,
2: huh, I got the highest IQ by far. Uh, mine's
1: 89.
2: <laughs> going to run so this town.
1: Another, another question I have, like, I understand the premise Of the movie is that this guy is so rich and like so ruthless that he's bought off the local police and that he just basically, you know, makes his own laws in this town. But I mean, like there are other police forces in, you know, in that state, in that county, in the country. I mean, (laughs) like they could call any one of those and this guy would be immediately out of business.
2: I mean, they need to call the National Guard for just the bar. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah. Again, this whole movie
0: is founded on like so many false premises. That's like, it does it, it fails to meet any sort of test. Again, like Tim's point, it's like, so he has the local police. Like, what about like state officials or like federal officials? If literally someone was running a town, like as like a like their own personal fiefdom, there has to be somebody else that knows this, right? Like, he's trafficking. He's like, oh, the only way you can get liquor in here is by this guy, Wesley. It's like, yeah. there's no way nobody knows. There's no, like, su- this community is not so insular and so, like, self-sufficient that anybody can figure this shit out.
1: Right. Like- he's not subtle about it. He's not, like, the, in the mafia, like in New York, where they're all just, like, oh, no. in the back alley, you know, collecting these, you know, and no one yeah, knows unions. who they are. Right. It's like this guy's driving around in a monster truck being like, give me (laughs) my money!" Monster (laughs) truck and
2: then driving a chopper like 15 feet above the ground. (laughs) Right. And then also you're going to find out later on, driving on both sides of the road. (laughs) (laughs) This guy doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Oh, uh, shit. The next morning, though, uh, the waitress shows up at Swayze's barn and you get this sweet butt and then partial dick shot as well. And there's absolutely no need for it. It's just a total setup, just to show his ass. <laughs> uh, the only yeah, thing that happens of, is, like, oh, you shouldn't have fired that bartender, sweet
1: butt. Yeah, she uh, was just like she went weak in the knees the side of Pedro uh, Swayze's butt. But if I'm being honest, I did too, so I can't really you know hate on that scene. Um, <laughs> the, I think throughout this movie, there's just sort of like sex, like sexuality in it that's just kind of too much and not quite convincing. Oh, yeah. You know. There's a lot like of homoerotic
2: she's... shit going on too.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure we'll get when we get to the sex scene between him and the uh, oh, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to ruin it for our listeners, but w- w- you guys know all the sex scene in the barn. Oh yes. I have I have a bunch of comments on that. You're talking about
3: <laughs> between him
0: and Emmett? <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah.
3: There there is a point where Emmett looks at him while he's doing half-naked karate. And he has this look like, well, I'm going to go to the house and rub one out now. Oh, but, too late.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, too late. But to be honest about this scene, like in this woman, like she plays like, again, like the first like 30 minutes of the movie, player like she's going to be a major character and then she disappears. <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. not a fucking <laughs> relevant the, person. never see her again. I, I thought she, she was going to be ass, the love interest. And that's that. Yeah, and I thought she, she was just... going
3: to be the love interest.
0: I thought so, too. And then she was just like, oh, well, I guess I'm useless now. Bye. And then See she just leaves.
1: Spoiler. She so an extra. that's the 80s for you. She, she cannot be the love interest because she's fugly. She's not <laughs> bad looking, but she's just not like, you know, 80s, like Cindy Crawford, good looking. So she's just like relegated to maybe giving like a hand job to the blind guitarist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: so, um, I was going to put this in the trivia later on,
2: but this movie was originally supposed to be two and a half hours long. So, they had to cut 30 minutes of this movie. So, Praise. I think that's a lot of the shit happening. Like, especially with uh, Keith David, like, the black bartender who's, like, billed fourth in this movie. And then he has, like, yeah. one line.
3: He's like, hey, Keith, yeah. can you give me the phone? He's like, here you go.
2: Like, that's hey, it. He
3: asks him what kind of coffee he wants and he hands him the phone. That's it.
2: <laughs> that's it. So, when I saw him build on the movie, I'm like, is that the same Keith David from like from The Thing? It's like I, I fucking love Keith David. Like he's probably gonna be some like badass like third bouncer after Sam Elliott. And I guess he was he originally was in the movie, but then they just cut all of the scenes out.
0: Also, I think it just goes to the point that Rowdy doesn't know shit about film. He's like, Who who wants to sit around for two and a half hours to watch like this shit? It's like this. Nobody. Nobody wants to do this. Uh, let's so, move on,
3: guys. We yeah, are like move forty on.
0: minutes in. <laughs> we
3: done. We're forty about minutes now. into a twenty minute movie.
2: This is Jurassic Park all over again. No one's gonna listen to this. All right, so uh, you get back to Wesley though, and you know he's driving back and forth between this two lane road, just swing- singing uh, "Shaboom" like a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> Dalton Jones crashes into this guy, and he just doesn't give a shit. And then you meet Red, and uh, Wesley's just trying to extort him, and we'll come back to that later. But uh, most importantly, you just have one of like this "what the fuck" scene coming up here. So. After this, you have the scene in which it can only happen in nineteen eighties movie with Swayze sweaty and glistening, doing this like Tai Chi for like two like two or three minutes too long, and then you do find out that the uh, the owner of the barn is definitely a closet gay, and then you have like three separate shots of men just like staring at Swayze.
3: Well, I mean, I, it was that was a chub inducing scene. <laughs> I Maybe mean, why? Why was it chub inducing? Did you I, no, see his like, glistening body? But
2: what the fuck was a like why would you put that in this movie?
3: like just the to music show that he's training he's a hard worker oh, God. he's committed to his craft
0: it doesn't ever appear again like they just keep throwing out these useful information about Dalton like he does Tai Chi he's a philosophy major and then it's all thrown away like instantly <laughs> like it's so, so un. it's so irrelevant the rest of the movie
3: you apparently didn't see the Bruce Lee throat ripping. Oh yeah, that comes
2: later
0: though. But also uh, So the I'm director
2: back. the director wanted to show scenes in this movie of Dalton being just like a normal person, like him doing the laundry. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: like, but the sure. whole what the, the whole fuck? plot the whole character development of Dalton is that he's not a normal person. He's this literally like godlike figure who can do no wrong. His only flaw is that he cares too much and he can never like let himself lose. And he doesn't it's feel like, pain. Right. So it's like right. that him doing the laundry would be antithetical to the entire like, build-up of his character. Yeah.
4: yeah. Alright. Okay, nice yeah, sandwich. let
1: that one sit, guys. Um, let that comment re- settle in.
2: <laughs> Alright. Uh, so the next scene, you get the fire bartender. You find out that he's a nephew of uh, Bride Wesley, and after a brief conversation of telling Dalton what's what, he pulls out this fucking Crocodile Dundee knife.
3: Oh, these knives. In
2: another great quote, he goes, hey, you chicken dick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> in that scene, in that fight scene, like that big fat dude, which I think we find out his name later is just, it's Tinker. His name is Tinker. Um, he I thought that was Rob punched. Renner at first. Oh, that dude gets punched so hard right in the dick at the end of that fight i don't know if you guys saw that like there's so many dick not, shots in this movie like i'm gonna tell you right now that guy after the scene was fucked up for a week because it wasn't it wasn't a play punch like you see the impact onto his grundle or his, his testicular area oh.
2: knuckles to dick
3: oh like just so hard
2: but then Dalton also roundhouse kicked a bartender completely out of the office and into the bar. <laughs> yeah, they they don't have like a, a cop station here, but they do have a hospital uh, because that's where Dalton meets Doc, who's played by Kelly Lynch. And <laughs> um, and then after this though, you uh, cut to the largest dicks on the planet because they're driving this like monster, fucking huge monster truck, and uh, you find out that Wesley is just a real dirtbag and he beats up one of his goons and he's just you know extorting.
3: Every business in this town. I love I love later in the movie, they're doing, like, surveillance in this fucking monster truck. <laughs> like, so inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this is just banana land. Yeah, oh.
2: see, they, they'd be expecting us to be in a regular car. No one's gonna expect us to be spying on him in a monster
3: truck. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck?
1: You know, after, like, he's there being wicked tough. Getting sewn up by the hot doctor, and then she finds out that he's smart too. Again, further proof this is written by a twelve-year-old who just entered puberty. This is exactly what like that a twelve-year-old boy would think is like how you seduce this hot doctor.
2: The the only thing that they're missing is just having Swayze have be like be wearing glasses, and then him like slowly take them off when he starts punching people.
3: Why right. does he carry his medical records around with him?
2: He knows <laughs> he's never gonna know.
0: get fights. He knows he's gonna get fucked up, so he's just ready to. Prepare, you know, to get ready for medical inspection. Are we in the part where the part
3: store, part store gets robbed yet?
2: Um, well, first, after that, though, you, you do meet Wade Garrett, who's, uh, you know, played by the man, the myth, the spokesperson for Dodge Ram, Coors Light, Sam Elliott. And he's working at this strip club. And uh, Dalton's
3: just checking in. The wet t-shirt, or the wet t-shirt, X'd out the t-shirt. The wet G-string contest. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right. If they crossed that shit out. Make sure you... <laughs> It's like T-shirts and uh What about G-strings? Ooh. What about oh, that, God. 17-year-old boys? You like this? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh,
2: and then after that, uh, you go back to the Double Deuce, and it's a little more cleaned up. And uh, you know They took the musicians out of the chicken coop, which is nice. And then you just yeah. get one of the best lines of any movie ever. One of uh, Wesley's <laughs> goons shows up to the bar, and he has a knife attached to the bottom of his boot, which is, I'm sure, you know where the Joker in the Dark Knight got his inspiration from. And uh, Swayze says the bar's closed. The guy pretty much just says,
3: Oh, boy. oh there's Preble's house. Roadhouse!
0: I tried to cover my mic and it literally didn't work at all. <laughs> like it was probably more clear from my understanding.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so uh, Swayze says the bar's closed. The guy pretty much says we're here to have a good time. And he goes uh, to kickstab Dalton. And then Swayze counters with, You're too stupid to have a good time. <laughs>
3: And then just breaks a dude's leg, and then this big ass fight breaks out. Well, we, we skipped we skipped past something, the point where Denise the the blonde tries to fuck Swayze, like just walks <laughs> up. It's just like uh, Swasey is getting sexually objectified in every movie he's in. But I looked something up because I thought to myself, like she looks really young. So she's she her her the actress's name is Julie Michaels, um yep. at the time. <laughs> The, Brad Wesley, his actress name was Ben Gazzara. At the time of shooting, he was 59 years old. Patrick Swayze at the time of shooting was 37 years old. Julie Michaels at the time of shooting was 19 years old. Oh, boy. Gross. <laughs> she, was, oh she was fucking a 59-year-old in this movie.
2: It's just the same shit in Scarface with Michelle Pfeiffer. She's like 18, and she's fucking like a 67-year-old. <laughs> Oh, boy. Also, Julia Michaels, she ended up uh, becoming a um, like a stunt double. So
1: yeah, saw like a, that. For
2: Pam Anderson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's believable, actually.
2: Yep. Yeah. Nice little tidbit there. Or titbit. <laughs> oh, oh guys. boy.
0: So we're going to end this in Pun-cast. one, two, three. All right, guys. Well, this three. has been fun. All right. Well, best of luck, gang.
2: <laughs> so um, after this, you know, too stupid, have a good time fight happens, uh, you know, Lisa just a uh, cheering crowd, and then the blonde doctor shows up right on cue. And then, uh, I was just thinking this, they should have just had Jennifer Grey in this role again, because <laughs> the actress looks way too much like Swayze. Like, she could play, his, like, his sister.
3: I'm gonna tell you what, she looked good.
1: I thought she looked so. better in the, uh, in the, her doctor outfit.
2: Yeah. I, I
1: didn't think she was that attractive. Oh, I thought she looked good. That hair she has, like, the Oh, the purple. hair's bananas. No no no, but the problem is that back then that looked good, but like now to us that is the white trash haircut. That's the haircut <laughs> that symbolizes I live in a trailer park. Or you <laughs> live in Tennessee. We... Hey, right,
2: hey, right. hey, hey, <laughs>
3: hey,
1: hey. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. So back then when people were seeing this movie for the first time, they were like, Oh my god, look at this look at this stone cold fox, but we're just sitting there looking at her going like, Oh Ugh. she's poor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, we got to move
3: this thing along, guys.
2: Yep. All right, so I also do love that, um, you know, he, Dolan drives a Mercedes-Benz, but then he drives a shitty car to work just because people throw, like, stop signs into it every <laughs> single
3: day. Yeah, I love that he picks a full—not uh, just a stop sign, a stop sign on a full pole. Like, he picks it up out of his car. Like, just, uh, just another day at the office. Fuck you, Dolan!
2: Alright, and then, uh, you know, Dolan summons and meet up with Wesley, who hints that he wants to take over Double Deuce and offers him a job, but Dolan just turns it down, and uh, after that, you see the Double Deuce is doing really good, and it's kind of weird that it's the same bar, and it still has the same band playing, um, which is maybe well, think it, it, too.
3: Yeah, when, when was this construction done on the bar? Like, but throughout the movie, the, the bar progressively got, gets, like, new neon, and a new front facade. No cage in front. When is the construction occurring on this bar?
1: That's what Dalton does after closing time. No, because he's he's
3: too busy fucking Kelly Lynch on a bumpy wall. Oh, yeah,
1: and this is that's <laughs> what's coming up right now. Yeah, we so. haven't
2: gotten there yet. So, oh, it's coming, though. Get it? Okay, so Swayze... Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: Maxwell. Oh, I got
2: another one coming up right here, too. So Swayze throws down the suave moves and uh, seduces Doc, while at the same time asking her why her marriage didn't work
3: out. He literally chases her around the room, and she like was scared. She was yeah. backing up constantly, and he's like chasing her around the room. Why didn't
1: your marriage work out? No, 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 no. But the, the funny, the funniest part uh, part about this is there is zero foreplay to this sex scene. This is what I was talking about before. It's like he, they just go straight from like, oh, you know, I'm gonna put this radio on. How, so how's your night been? Blah 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 blah. Whoops, I'm inside of you on a wall. <laughs> Like they didn't even kiss before it. They don't even have the common like courtesy to do the broke back of spitting in the hand before he gets in there too. It's <laughs> just boom. The funniest part about it is that, that obviously the obviously director really, really, really wanted us to see her pull down Swayze's fly, because he does, He spends like an inordinate amount of time on that. Like they make a point that they need to show Doc pull down Swayze's fly, and like basically whip out his dick. I'm just kind of like, what like. This this scene should be maybe thirty seconds long. Like we get it, they're having sex, but it's for like it's like three minutes long, of just it's painful, p- uneven brick chimney sex. Yeah, like, like
3: that. Was, god, that's all I could like think about was this must feel terrible to her. Like, and you can see
2: at one point too, is he kind of like pounds her a little bit harder, and it looks you know she's trying to sell it as like oh that felt so good, but you can tell she's like oh my god, my back hurts so much. <laughs> like she's bruised.
1: Right, it's oh. unconvincingly pleasurable. Like you're kind of like halfway, like halfway through this, you're kind of like, is she okay with this? She doesn't seem like she feels safe. Tim, that, that,
3: that sounds like you've had quite the, uh, quite the experiences in your lifetime with that same look. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I've given it. I've given it many a times when I'm around Chris Dawson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hungry as... uh. So
1: I'm very familiar.
2: Uh, so then also, though, you find out that Wesley has just been watching them bang the entire time while smoking a cigar, yeah. which is also kind of weird. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you also do find out that Wesley and Doc were together at one point before. And, uh also after, very weird. Also strange and gross. So uh, after that convo, good old Sam Elliott shows up on his chopper. And uh, good thing he shows up, too, because Dolan's losing his four-on-one fight. Did anyone else just like scratch their heads at the conversation that Sam Elliott's having with a tall guy
3: before they get into the fight? I mean, Sam Elliott in this movie just the the dialogue that he has in this movie and the quips that he has just don't make any fucking sense.
2: No. And here's the so this is the direct line, as Sam Elliott is just continually just pushing his hair back throughout this whole movie.
3: You go, You wanna fight Dickless? I sure ain't gonna show you my dick. Yes! What? Yes <laughs> and he walks into the he walks up to the bar and asks, I think it was the fat bouncer, he goes is this the double douche? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, god damn it, Sam Elliott! God damn you! This movie is just goes.
0: predicated on like insults and like separate like self-referential things. Like, get it? This is dumb. Like, this is stupid. And I was like, oh my
2: god! This is like the insult school of like Brick Tamlin. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They're on the same level as a toilet store. You wanna fight dickless? I sure ain't gonna show you my dick. And then he <laughs> just promptly punches
3: him in the but, dick and then breaks his knee. But later in the movie, you damn near do see his dick. Oh, uh, you see his pubes. <laughs> like, you see a big old Sam Elliott pube bush.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's just like, why? Like, why is that shown? <laughs> there's absolutely no need for that.
3: I'll show you a scar I'm real sentimental about. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh my god, he's gonna show him there's dick. <laughs> it's my like, borderline like, penis, penis it's like, scar. It's like, oh.
3: Like, why are the people at this table? Like, why are, is everyone in the bar not going? No, no, no! Because <sighs> he stands up in the middle of this bar, unlatches his belt, unbuttons his pants, unzips his pants, starts pulling him down. Like, you had five to ten opportunities there to be like, no, 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 no. We're we're really okay. Like,
2: well, Sam, I'm glad to see that your hair's gray, but your pubes are still dark. Appreciate uh... that. Sim Alex's character's like kind of trying to steal Dalton's girl, right? Oh
3: yeah, immediately. He's trying to fuck her.
2: And then also like he's like slow dancing with her, is like his hands on her neck. He's like looking at her dead in the eye. He like talks about her ass immediately.
1: I think it's supposed to establish how good of friends they are. You know that like they're Dalton... <laughs> <Really> good friends. <laughs> it did not Dalton... accomplish that goal. Right. It just it just made it weird. <laughs> every portrayal of sex of like I'm saying, every portrayal of sexuality in Roadhouse is just a little bit off. That's about it. <laughs> like, if if any of to the you were to direction. treat
3: my girlfriend like that, I, I, I would not be okay with it at all.
1: Case case in point, Chris Dawson. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then, and then you know, you, you look over at Swayze, and he just leaned back in the booth, just <laughs> all right. Oh, and I just think it's hilarious because this is just like it.
0: it's 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 Swayze just being like, I have this persona and now it's being changed because I've fallen like for this woman like this is this will be the end of you as a as the cooler the top cooler in all of mid-eastern America <laughs> America yeah I was like oh okay
2: also I was just thinking these two characters definitely had a three-way with some poor girl at some point right <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> they definitely East- probably did. in
3: Memphis
2: <laughs> yeah pro- I know Sam Ellie's like back like we did in 7 to 6 that's
1: a damn good stroke meho <laughs> As he puts his hair into
3: a bun (laughs) Oh god We gotta move on guys Uh, We gotta move this thing along So
2: uh, soon after that You see Red's auto parts uh, store on fire And then it just fucking blows
3: up Dude Red Has one of the best lines in this movie We skipped over it earlier But he It was when Swayze is talking to him About everyone paying uh, Wesley And he goes Does everybody pay? And Red goes Does a hobby horse have a wooden dick? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I left my ass off at that. Oh, this
2: movie's
1: It's a, it's a questionable great. line, because I'm not sure a hobby horse has a dick. <laughs> uh,
2: no?
3: Now we get to the, the scene where the 19-year-old is dancing around as a stripper it's just, in a normal bar.
2: Yeah, just uh, unfortunately you know, subjectifying her body to all these old men who are just staring and <laughs> screaming at her. Um, so yeah, Wesley shows up and you know makes his bottom bitch do a strip routine, and to which uh, Sim Elliott just licks his lips and then pulls his hair into a bun as well at the same time. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you get Swayze just saying something like, you got to put your pet on a leash. Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> it's great. Ugh. Uh, boy town. And then, then you meet Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. I love well, we've Jimmy. we already met
1: Jimmy in his cross-earring.
2: <laughs> but now you really meet
3: Jimmy. There was one point in this scene that, uh, you know, th- this movie I feel like was a constant build. Until a climax. And the climax was in this scene where Jimmy uses the pool cue as like a pole vault pole under the fat guy to vault and flip onto the stage. And I would, uh, like, I didn't know what to fucking do. My brain nearly fucking exploded.
2: He's using this pool stick like he's Darth Maul.
3: Like he shoves it in this guy's gut and like, (laughs) God, it was fucking bananas. Oh my God. The band never misses a beat in this movie either. With all these bar fights. The band just continues to fucking play.
2: Well, that's what happens when you got a blind man leading the songs.
0: <laughs> See, they're just they're just here to play, gang.
2: Um, yeah, but you know, ultimately he and Dolan squares off for a minute until uh, Wesley fires the first gun in this movie. And yes. was, which was yes, I was Max. thinking through all this too. I'm like, the NRA really needs to get into this town because there's way too many knives and not enough guns.
0: Yes. I'm sorry. I have to interject here. That's what I thought was the most upsetting thing about this whole movie is like they're trying to prove how hard everybody is. It's like it starts with like a tiny it's all like switchblades and like, you know, like little like Swiss Army knives. Then it's like, you know, like like bigger jackknives and then finally we get a gun. But like why if this guy runs this town, how does he not give everybody one of those baby revolvers? <laughs> why is this not a thing? You run the town. Why are you like leaving everything up to chance by like? giving all these motherfuckers, like, baby knives. Just give them a gun. Jesus
1: Christ, it's America, for fuck's sake. Because that's how you maintain your control, Mac. You take oh, all wow. the guns from the people, and you keep them for yourself. I would actually like that, it?
0: Team very much. Yes.
1: I would right. like gun control. That was that was the implicit
0: conversation I was having. I want gun control. I don't want people having guns. And then there was a deep silence, like a like a very pregnant silence. Like you're talking to oh, a guy over
3: here that's, that's got a lifetime handgun concealed carry permit.
2: Talking to a guy whose mom carries a gun in her purse, and that's, that's not true. a joke. It's true. I've seen it. That's I've true. seen Rosie's gun.
3: Hey, 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 watch it, Mac. Watch it.
2: Nobody sees my mama's gun but me. <laughs>
3: Uh, so
2: um, at this point, Wesley is just losing his fucking mind, and he has his uh, his crew drive their monster truck through this town car uh, car dealership uh, just because he's not getting his uh, you know he's not wetting his beak. I love something like, they
3: must have sent out like invitations to this because the whole fucking town's there. Oh, they're like, all into it.
1: They're like, "Yay, destroy that guy's business!" Again, a perfect opportunity to call you know the state police, the county sheriff, the FBI. Like any Anybody. sort of law enforcement agency <laughs> that isn't locally based, be like, "Hey, this guy just drove his monster truck through a uh, uh, Ford dealership because he wasn't getting the kickbacks he, you know, he uh, was t- yeah. b- typically getting." They'd be like, "They wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, well, small town business.' by click." <laughs> <laughs> this town <laughs> must
3: have a fucking great wall around
2: it. Just let me right. know if this escalates. Like, well, last night he uh, blew this building up right. and fired a gun in a bar. <laughs> There's yeah, it no still seems normal to me. This. Yeah.
1: Sounds uh, like petty crime. Well, this is made
3: for a small town. And that, that monster truck's like 20 feet tall, right? Because there's a guy sta- standing next to it at one point that's six, like, at least six feet tall That is, his head is even with the bottom of it. This car, this truck drives over three cars, and there's enough clearance in this place for it to easily do it. They're in a fucking auditorium or something. Yeah, this, um, this thing is the bananas. Grim
2: Reaper that like they bring to all the arena shows. <laughs> But uh, all this makes Swayze really mad, and then unlike Kevin Bacon, he takes his anger out on a punching bag and not just through sissy dancing. Damn right. That's right, Tim. All right, and Fuck uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Doc is talking with Swayze about leaving town, and this conversation kind of goes something like, "I never lose, and Wesley fucked up by choosing me. Like, but what are you gonna do if you win? Explosion."
3: <laughs> More chaos. <laughs> this whole scene made no fucking sense. First off, I love this scene. Like it's it, it's an amazing scene. It's awesome. But made no sense. Like first off, the, the explosion happens again. Where did this guy that's signing JC Penney contracts get military grade explosives? But also, Swayze runs down a, a dirt bike in this scene. Oh wait, hold. Yeah.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. So you find out that uh, the culprits, the uh, the Tai Chi mullet dude, Jimmy. And then he also just I love this like evil like Newman laugh that he does before he drives away the dirt bike. Oh he just goes, <laughs> And then just starts like starts driving away. Yeah, and then Swayze it just outruns a dirt bike, dives over a hill, and just tackles the dude off of the bike. And then you just have this epic white guy karate fight that happens.
3: With a Swayze flying leg kick.
0: Ugh.
2: And then also, this is about the time when the music changes from like blues and rock and roll to like just the diehard music. The like when music. When Ron's just falling off the falling off the building.
3: The score in this movie is bananas. <laughs> like, it's, it's so nuts. over the top. It's ridiculous. And you also get to hear Jimmy whisper in Swayze's ear I used to fuck
0: guys like you in prison. In <laughs> prison, exactly.
3: What does right. that
0: mean? Before that, though, he goes. Prepare to die!
3: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> but you guys always wondered where these epic lines came from. What does that
0: mean? <laughs> like, I think the whole point is, like, people in prison, the stereotype is, like, they're not discriminating. They just take whatever. Like, what does this mean in the context like sl- of, like, this fight? <laughs> Slender but line, fit, men. Oh, God.
2: I love that line, though. He said that, and I just started... <laughs> bursting out laughing like just I scared the dog I was laughing so hard I was oh, not was expecting great. that line to happen
0: <laughs> I just can't believe I spent an hour in like 40 minutes watching this I had to be oh. clear like god damn it. I loved it can't believe I love you are I know exactly as you yeah. say this is this is going to be very contrary to I think popular opinion but I'm just like what the fuck just I keep a story it. for fucking 1 hour
1: but we're we're missing out on the best part of the scene oh, yeah. It's when the throat rip really becomes uh, prevalent in the movie. It's when it really comes home as the 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 me- medium, the mode of murder in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he sort of murders this dude. Like, right. with a Mortal Kombat finish. And then Doc sees it and she's like, who are you? I don't even know who you yeah, are. How would you do that? This guy pulls
3: a gun on Swayze. Turns rape. After he tells him, I'm going to kill you the old-fashioned way. Which... <laughs> right. Again, Tim, you and I both know the old fashioned way to kill someone is autoerotic asphyxiation. But pulls a gun out of this guy. Swayze defends himself, rips this guy's throat out, and Doc is furious at him for defending himself.
2: Well, this is not before Doc tries to go check his pulse and then realizes he doesn't have a throat.
1: <laughs> right. Apparently, Doc went to medical school and, like, you know, I I don't know. Bad school. And the right. man has just <laughs> bombed like you, two Michael.
3: or three buildings too. So,
2: after she runs away, uh, Dolan then just kicks the dude into the river, and then it just
1: ends with him going, "Wesley, fuck you." <laughs> he he gently he gently moves Jimmy's body toward the other side of the lake, where, where Wesley lives, and then they cut scene to his body just rapidly moving across the lake. To the other side. <laughs> It's called like, a
2: current,
3: Tim. It's called a current. I was expecting
2: oh, yeah. Swayze to be like doggy paddling just
3: to like push it closer <laughs> to the other side. <laughs> but can we also talk about that? I'm pretty sure like 70% of this movie, Swayze's wearing a gi. Like, like, yes. like a martial arts gi. Just, He's like,
1: either wearing a black turtleneck or a gi. <laughs> tucked oriented, tucked into binary.
0: like 1990s acid watch pants. Oh, I God. thought was hilarious the entire movie.
2: <laughs> or a baggy white t shirt with a tan vest over it. And oh, sorry, gang. Cackies. I just came
0: from I just came from the dojo and I didn't have time to change my top, but I could put jeans on.
1: But I Ugh. mean, this also I mean for our listeners, Michael Michael Preble, aka the best the best damn cool that <laughs> yeah, ever lived, exactly. is a big fan of black turtlenecks, and this now explains why. Exactly. And I was gonna say I'm either some some sort of jam poet
0: or. The best bouncer slash cooler you've ever fucking seen in your life. Yeah, probably. I
2: expected you to look bigger. Or to be bigger.
0: <laughs> that's what they all say. You don't look next. like much. And then they wait for me to fight and lose spectacularly. Well, just wait until I do a
2: cheap shot and break your knee. The right. <laughs> so uh, after this, though, uh, Wesley gives him the old pick which one you want to live. You know, your friend or your lover. And then he <sighs> flips a coin. style. I was gonna say, just like fucking Two Face and uh, Batman <laughs> Forever, <laughs> and to the point, I wrote that down, and then he flipped the coin. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> so uh, Sam Elliot sh- comes back to the bar, all jacked up, and you know, old Den goes to get his lady, but you know, after trying to find the guy's pulse and his entire throat's ripped out, you can understand why she doesn't necessarily want to go with Dalton. So uh, Dalton then goes back to the bar, and then he finds Sam Elliot has been uh, stabbed in the chest. Uh, uh, yeah Which it was tails
0: <laughs> it's like the dumbest like escalation all of history it's like oh it's like it's like oh man this whole thing like had a theme and now it's all like well you know what it is like why don't we just have like a oh you're whoa you're passed out drunk let me flip you over it's like tails motherfucker here's a knife it's like what i just i don't uh, care i do god rock paper scissors insert. dead
1: Insert Top Gun theme song, and then it's just murder, murder, murder.
3: Yes! yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, we get makes... to, when we get to Wesley's house, I had a constant rock-hard boner. Woo!
2: I mean, this is rivaling. Uh, this is, like, right up there with uh, the Scarface ending from a few years before this movie. Oh, my God, yes. Because that's he just like, goes on a one-man the like, commando mission here.
3: Just dead bodies everywhere. Uh,
2: so, he drives his Mercedes-Benz <laughs> into Wesley's house, but is he driving? He can't be, because that car is not stopping. And then it just goes through this brick wall, flips in midair, and then just fucking explodes like a rocket.
3: And then, and then they, they, how do they know he's not driving? Oh, it's because they find that he has somehow secured a knife to the gas pedal without being in the vehicle.
2: Uh. Yeah, so Tim, what, would a knife be able to make a car drive
1: 85 miles an hour? That's a big no, Max.
2: <laughs> so you're saying the laws of physics don't necessarily apply to this movie?
1: Uh, even Patrick Swayze's supreme uh, supreme strength in this movie would not be able to force the tip of that knife through a a, a rubber covered metal gas pedal <laughs> and and secure secure it to the floor so the knife guy finds that like
2: pretty much his entire crew's dead because Dolan's also just a 150 pound Jason Voorhees it just murks all these people and then he stabs the guy to death. Uh, takes the knife out of his chest and then throws it at the nephew bartender who also just <clears throat> ran out of ammo after unloading the shotgun. That was back. awesome. <laughs> that was so fucking awesome.
3: Right, like, just... <laughs> oh, that was so great. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, God. Because, like, he throws it and there is no movement on that knife. That <laughs> knife was on a fucking <laughs> string because it just... Z- <laughs> what is, what's happening? No, recording a Preble, we're talking about
0: Roadhouse! God damn it, And now we are talking about Roadhouse. No girls allowed. I'm naked, and my roommate just came back. What's
3: going on? Alright, can we get to the point where the fat guy gets yep. murder killed by the yep. fucking polar bear? So,
2: the next guy up is this fat dude. And you, you know that he stands no chance, and then he's crushed by a stuffed polar bear uh, while doing like the old Albert and Costello, like the. How about a, a, how about Shattering
3: teeth was
2: top notch acting. I like that. Preble, are you there?
0: Yeah, man, I'm listening. Okay.
2: All right, your pants are on. Okay, good. I also like that he had about 15 seconds to get out of the way, but instead he just like <laughs> chose to stood there with his eyes wide open for like the first five seconds. And just yell unloads for the next his spot. pistol into yeah, it. Yell for the next five seconds, and then starts shooting the taxidermy polar bear for the last five seconds until it
3: falls on him. <laughs> Is, there Is, the dirt
0: house, <laughs> Is there someone yeah. street
3: racing outside of your house, Preble?
0: Say what? Is
3: there someone street racing outside of your house?
0: Man, this is... I mean, have you ever figured out where I live yet? Like, this no. place is just a fucking hazard.
3: I think you live in, like, an active airplane hangar.
1: Like... <laughs> we all know Dalton kills Wesley, right? I mean, that's obvious. hmm Yeah. Well, he well, incapacitates him. Well, before that... Yeah, a again, few as before. we talked about with the
3: knife, Wesley throws a spear at him that is on a fucking dart line.
2: I was gonna say... <laughs> but, and then also before that, though, you get some zingers, too. So the guy falls on the on the bear, and then Swayze just goes, you deserve each other, which makes no sense.
3: Yeah, you're made for each other. And then,
2: and then you, you have,
3: welcome to I my trophy
2: room. The only thing that's missing is your, <laughs> your ass. ass.
3: <laughs> the one-liners in this movie are fucking priceless. So bad. <laughs> oh, shit. I love this movie so much. I'm gonna uh, watch it again tonight.
2: Um but I was also expecting Dalton just to show back up in the game room just looking like Martin Sheen from Apocalypse now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh
2: yeah, then Wesley just I love that scene though. Like Wesley throws a spear at Dalton, which was just hilarious. See like this sixty year old man throwing a hunting spear inside this like nineteen eighties high ceiling
3: game room. <laughs> well and again it's just on a fucking line. Like it's <laughs> dead on. <laughs> like, just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the fight keeps on
2: going on for a little bit longer and then you know Dalton gets partially shot and Wesley's about to make the final kill shot to kill Dalton and then boom old red shoots him and then uh, the rest of the good people in this town just straight up murdered this dude yeah.
0: <laughs> again it's like Emmet and,
3: Emmett and uh, the car dealership guy and uh, yeah just, but,
0: but only because Dalton is just like they like they're like hey Dalton and he's like oh fights over and just returns as opposed to like, he hasn't killed, you know, Wesley. He's just like, oh, fights over. We're done. And Wesley's like, what an idiot. Let me grab my gun again and try and murder him. It's like, oh, well, it, thank it, God the whole town's to
3: mention, here to shoot me.
2: Not to mention, he already killed like eight people. Why would he just yes. not finish it off? Well, Jesus he has Christ. he has that
3: claw up. He's going for the throat pull. He was, and then he oh, thought about it. God. He thought about it. He's like, that bitch is going to be mad at me again. She's watching. And, and and this is the first time in this entire yep. fucking movie you see the police show up. In my notes, it was all in caps.
2: Then the cops show up.
1: <laughs> uh, the the best part about this, honestly, this is this is just like hilarious to me. So when the cops show up, they've just committed a grisly murder. What, oh yeah, of wh- g- murders. Whatever this guy has done, he's obviously like obviously Wesley's the like. The worst dude ever, but they just murdered this dude like, f- like flat out, and then they're all just like laughing like it's the end of a Scooby Doo <laughs> episode about it. The cops show up and
2: Wesley looks like, like uh, Officer Murphy before he turned into RoboCop. B- <laughs> like he is just annihilated with shotgun shots, well, this, and then the cops is- just like scratch their heads and like, what happened? <laughs> well-
3: and they go around the room and ask everybody if they saw anything, and they end with a big fat guy, and this is the one time you get his name, and again, his name is fucking Tinker. Tinker. <laughs> you you see anything in
2: it? Nope. You see anything red? Nope. You see anything, Tinker?
3: <laughs> oh shit, I laughed out loud at that. Like I had to go back and rewind it three times. Cause at first I thought they said Tinker and I was like, That's just, there's no fucking way that's right. I wrote that down, then I had to look it up afterwards to see see what his name was. And
2: then but, his then answer. but
1: they're all they're all smiling as they go oh, around yeah. the room like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope.
2: A polar bear fell on me.
3: Yeah, that's his response. And, A polar bear fell on me.
2: And then Q and, just sweet guitar licks, just
1: and <laughs> the, the next scene is Doc and Patrick Swayze skinny dipping. Patrick Swayze just murdered eight people, lost his best friend. <laughs> Murdered the, this girl's ex-boyfriend, by the way. Murdered the girl's ex-boyfriend. And he is, like, 20 minutes later just, like, frolicking with this with this naked woman in a pond like nothing happened.
2: In a pond that is conjoining with the guy that he just murders' backyard. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Which, yes. by the way, there's a point in this movie where the goons come to Patrick Swayze at his barn, and they ask him, or they say, we've been looking all over for you. Why didn't you just check right across the fucking river? Like where everyone this, knows where I've lived. I have this massive window. I'm always just staring out at it. I'm just standing naked in front of it.
2: <laughs> also, though, completely necessary again uh, with uh, that movie closing out with Swayze skinny dipping, and then he just like jumps in spread eagle too. So you get another yeah. like second partial dick shot right before he just You're starts welcome. like fucking this girl in the lake for the movie to the end.
3: Hey, I can't think of a better way. Oh! God damn it! This movie is
2: in my top three, like best stupid movies of all time. Oh,
3: it's it's such a great bad movie. It's like this, um, Big Trouble in Little
2: China, and then like maybe like Commando, either Commando or um, that other uh, Schwarzenegger movie. That's kind of like The Hunger Games.
3: Which, by the way, I did pull the ratings on this movie, and they're kind of all over the place. IMDb gave it a six point five. Mm-hmm. Metacritic gave it a thirty six percent. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 38%. Which, I, all all three of those, shockingly low. Oh, yeah. All right, so I guess we'll just
2: kind of go on some of these casting what-ifs. Not a whole lot of them in this one either, but um, for Doc, originally uh, Annette Bening was I cast. I saw that. Yeah. I
3: saw that, and I, that was bananas to me.
2: And they replaced her with Kelly Lynch, maybe because she was already under contract with United Artists, but Kelly Lynch said because, uh, you know, Benning didn't have any chemistry with Swayze, which I'm pretty sure is the other way around. Because, I'm, you know, Kelly Lynch doesn't have any chemistry, and I'm sure that Annette Bening, who's been nominated for four Oscars, was probably a little bit better. Or could have done a little bit of a better job.
3: Yeah, maybe. But but Annette Bening would not. Say what you will, Kelly Lynch looked fucking good in this movie. Annette Bening would have looked good in 1989. No, no. All right, well, Move agree on. To Move along. Move along. I agree to disagree. Move along.
2: Um, I couldn't see anything as far as Swayze goes. I think they actually wanted him in this movie. Why wouldn't you? Why the fuck wouldn't you? <laughs> All right, so this made me laugh, too. So there's a, there was an off-Broadway production of the film that was released uh, in 2003. <laughs> how, did, how did I not see this? <laughs> yep. And this is the actual title of the, sh- of the show. This is the whole title. Roadhouse. The stage version of the cinematic classic that starred Patrick Swayze. Except this one stars Mack from the 1980s cult classic, The Last Dragon, 1985, wearing a blonde mullet wig. Wait, that's, what? The, that's that's the entire name of the uh of the production.
3: I mean, and where where do you see the problem there? I think that's just good some good trivia. I didn't say I mean, anything wrong with it. I think it's I mean, if you're gonna be spending good money on a on a Broadway production mm-hmm. of something. I want to know what it is.
2: Off Broadway.
3: Off Broadway, same thing. <laughs> Green jacket, gold jacket.
2: Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> all right. Um, another one. Swayze needed the two and a half ounces uh, drained from his knee after doing all the lake fight scenes. So again, to Swayze getting his ass
3: kicked throughout this movie? Did he? Did we say he has knee drained in Dirty Dancing as yep. well? Yep. <laughs> and
2: they this one guys was even got worse. Bad knees. He had a bad knee, at least for, at least one bad knee. And um, also, just because of his knee injury, uh, he couldn't do the, like, he was offered the roles in uh, Tango and Cash, which is also another movie we should definitely do sometime, because that movie's <laughs> fucking stupid, bad. Um, and then also Predator 2. So I'm guessing for those two roles, they gave it instead to uh, Kurt Russell, who's probably the only guy in Hollywood who had a better mullet in the 80s. And then for Predator 2, I think they gave it to uh,
3: Gary Busey. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> if I could put Gary Busey in every movie I've ever seen, I would fucking do it.
2: We might have to do Point Break then because it's Busey, Keanu, and Swayze. Might Love have it. to do it. Love it. All right. Um, also, in the same fight scene with uh, with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy hit Swayze with what he thought was a prop, like a like a breakable prop log, but it was a real log. Oh
3: shit! <laughs> yeah, like that was one thing I noticed in that fight scene. I didn't know where the fuck he grabbed it. Because they're fighting around and you never see it. And then all of a sudden he's got something in his hands. Like, I don't know. Also, so Red West, he was a close friend of Elvis.
2: And he was part of the Memphis Mafia. Um, and he was a songwriter that appeared in a few of uh, Elvis's
3: movies as well. And pretty much okay. so. The
2: Memphis Mafia was like Elvis's entourage, pretty
3: much. <laughs> was it like was it like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's, what do they call it, the Pussy, Pussy Posse? Posse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, great.
2: Yeah, for anybody at home, if you have not read about the Pussy Posse, look it up, because it is awesome and hilarious. And if DiCaprio came up in this time in like, this day and age, he, everyone would fucking hate him, because he sounded like a total douchebag. Um, so also, all the actors did their own stunts, and they were trained by a kickboxer who had uh, nine black belts in nine different disciplines, and he also said that uh, he thought Swayze was good enough to actually go pro. Oh, wow.
3: Which you That's can why he's doing him. all that training. You can, you
2: can kind of tell too. because like Swayze's like feet are like above, or yeah, like his feet are like above his head when he's like kicking around too. Um,
1: very flexible.
2: Very. Also, uh, <laughs> they had planned on uh, remaking this movie with Ronda Rousey as the lead, but then they canceled it. As as they
1: should have. Tim,
3: thank God. Tim, how flexible is your Swayze sex doll?
1: Um, not as flexible as it was billed on the packaging. I've broke I've broke three so far. <laughs> I keep trying to recreate the uh, the scene where I'm up against the wall and the Swayze sex doll is is pounding me. But, uh, <laughs> it's lifting you into yeah, the air. It's taking you to pound town. far, down. I haven't <laughs> been able to successfully replicate, you know. <sighs>
3: Good to
2: know. So also, uh, about Jimmy. So uh, first, he's from Newport, Tennessee, Jimmy. And, I know uh, where Newport is. Yep, right near, uh, what's East it called? Knoxville. Yep. Um, and he's also ex-military, and he won the uh, the NATO heavyweight uh, kickboxing championship at one point as well. Oh, well so good, good on Jimmy. him. There we go. And go Jimmy. It, and this is probably my favorite one. So Bill Murray is a big fan of Roadhouse, and he's really good friends with Kelly Lynch's husband. Have you guys heard probably this so. story before? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. So this is a direct quote from Lynch. Every time Roadhouse is on and he, and he, Murray, or one of his idiot brothers are watching TV, they're always watching TV. One of them calls my husband and says, Kelly's having sex with Patrick Swayze right now. They're doing it. He's throwing her against the rocks.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
2: Uh, all right, so going to the next segment. I made this a little bit of a special one um, So since it's Swayze month. So we know that Dolan won the fight, but who hair? whose hair won the fight, Swayze's or Sam Elliott?
1: Ooh. Obviously Sam Elliott's. Uh, See, I I would
3: disagree because the thing about Swayze's
1: hair is it doesn't fucking move. No, it doesn't. That's the problem with Swayze's hair.
3: I I, I would argue that that's the benefit of Swayze's hair.
1: I mean, Sam Elliott's hair is flowing in salt and pepper deliciousness. You know what I mean?
3: Swayze doesn't – Swayze needs his – yeah, Swayze just needs his own natural manhood to restrain his hair.
2: I'm pretty sure Swayze's hair is like what people use as like you know the fake mullet wigs now when you do like Halloween – parties and stuff like i think that is what the hair is modeled off of why do you
3: think so many people get laid at halloween parties thank you swayze
1: yeah paco if go. you don't concede this point to me i'm gonna drive my Merce- i'm gonna drive my mercedes into your house and then start a throat <laughs> ripping. So.
3: I, I mean we'll agree to disagree
1: tim okay. okay good all right well everyone get ready for that news story on the news tomorrow
2: <laughs> good talk guys <laughs> Alright, uh, who was your favorite and least favorite character in this movie?
3: I've got kind of an underdog as my favorite. Um, my favorite character was actually Red. Oh, I Red. loved Red in this movie. I thought Red was fucking hilarious. His one-liners were awesome. He actually like got shit done in this movie. I loved Red. Least favorite? The, the pride of Newport, Tennessee Jimmy. <laughs> I fucking hated that guy. And I don't know if you've seen him, I looked up the actor, I forget his name, I looked him up after the movie, mm-hmm. he looked fucking horrible when he got older. He's in like Stargate, the TV show.
0: I mean, in all fairness, he got the shit kicked out of him by, you know, it Patrick Swayze,
2: fucking, so.
0: Well, getting your
3: throat ripped
0: out will
2: we'll age you prematurely. Yeah, it's a long recovery from that. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it around, I mean, not completely flip it around, but Jimmy was my favorite character of this movie, I thought he was fucking hilarious. What? I loved him in this movie. No like, wonder we
3: all hate you, Max. Oh my god, no!
2: It's just for a movie that is just nothing but eighties cheese and corniness. Like this dude has like crucifix earrings, a mullet. It's just laughing like a you know like a fucking villain, and then just his one liners are just so freaking bad. I loved it. I thought it was great. Every single time he was on air, every single time he was on screen, I just started laughing. Um, for me, for least favorite, i it's either Doc. Just because she was just kind of like stiff as a board and not, there's really no need for her in this movie. This is all about Swayze anyway. Um, or, or Wesley. Just because I just didn't like the guy's face.
1: Okay. Yep. So my favorite character in this movie is definitely the farmer that rents, uh, the room Swayze.
3: <laughs> Everett or Emmett? Yep. Emmett. Emmett, Emmett the Closet Gay Emmett's Man. My
1: favorite. Yep. Yep. I'm a big fan of Emmett. Um, I'm not really sure why I'm a big fan of Emmett. I just I, something about Emmett's the cut of Emmett's jib. I'm big. I'm a big fan of. Um, it's because Tim
2: sees a lot of Emmett in himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I am Emmett in a lot of ways. I imagine Tim I'm, at the age I'm of fifty will look just
3: like Emmett.
2: Fifty, come on, more yeah. like forty-seven.
1: Yeah, well, I'm thinking thirty-two. I give myself like two and a half more years. And then my least favorite uh, person character in this movie is uh, Wesley's little uh, gal pal there.
3: The nineteen oh. year old.
1: Tits yeah, t- t- yeah. she just needs to take a step back, you know.
3: Well, she didn't know what she was doing. She's you know fresh out of high school. She's looking for some man meat.
1: She <laughs> oh, needs to get God. some self respect. That's what she needs to get. She needs a father.
3: That's that's why she made the next the the, the next typical step in an acting career. She went from you know fourth fifth billed actress to stunt double.
2: To softcore pornography after that. So you know she's doing great.
0: That's the natural step I believe, Max is straight to the softcore.
2: What about you, Preble?
0: Oh god. So I'm not gonna I think people have been able to tell by my tone. I just didn't like this movie. (laughs) I just fundamentally like I, I appreciate violence as much as I mean, listen, I have so many Rocky Ford T shirts it's almost embarrassing, but this was just, I, nah, not a mess. But that being said, I thought I liked, Sam Elliott was good. Just, I loved his voice. I loved him, like, fighting. I love the fact that he used a, an elastic band as his, like, hair neck, like his, like, you know, like his, his, you know, like a uh, bungee, whatever it is, like, hold back your hair. I was like, all right, this is hilarious. Um, yeah, I just appreciated him on a lot of levels. Um, worst person? I like it was, like, like the 40-year-old man who was, like, the. Inf- Forcer for uh, Weston, who was always like, he was like, I don't know, he's always like dressed well. He had like the blonde hair. He was always like, hey, the, he had, he, he's gonna get the guy who got the cracky out of him that the time. The balding by, dude. Uh, Weston. Yeah, the balding yeah. guy. I was like, man, just like sell insurance. Like, you're not good <laughs> at this. Like, he keeps getting like the shit kicked out of him for the entire movie. I'm, like, just do something else. Like, you're not good at this. And I thought he was just like a very poor villain. Like, a very poor villain.
2: Say you're sorry. I'm sorry, boss.
0: Yeah. Tell
2: me it's that like, you love me.
0: Yeah, it was just bizarre. It was like, <laughs> motherfucker, just get killed or stand up for yourself or do something. I don't know. All
2: right. Um. I guess the next one would be, if Mark Wahlberg was in this, what would he be confused about?
3: When was all the construction happening on the bar? <laughs> like, yeah, it, 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 it just cuts back and forth to this bar that's, at the first part, just like a, a fucking... It's like a homeless house. And then as it moves on throughout the movie, it becomes this high end bar.
1: Again, Mark Wahlberg wouldn't be confused by anything in this movie because this is essentially Mark Wahlberg's childhood growing up in Dorchester. This is exactly <laughs> what it was like, probably.
0: This is the dot. This is the dot bag. And right.
1: Need. I think that Mark Wahlberg
2: was starring in this movie if they ever did a remake. He'd have to like he would, but he would have to be like a special, you know, a special ops because all of his movies, he has to be military and he's just trying <laughs> to stay quiet in this small town. But um, in real life, I think he would be one of the guys at the bar.
3: I I think Mark Wahlberg would have been very proud by the disparity in, in minorities and white people <laughs> in this movie.
2: You're dull. I thought you'd be bigger.
3: Oh God, that joke got like, I'm glad they only used it like four times. Because as it got through the movie, they, the last time they used it was like halfway through. I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to get old. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Like, we get it. We get it. Swayze's like 5'10". Yeah. Up. Like, we all
3: know that. He's not like 17. Hey, that's the thing. That, the only thing I could think about when they were saying that was, well, you hadn't seen him with his pants off.
0: hey yo.
2: That's right. All right. I think we're all starting to start, you know, we're all fading here. Um, what would, the, what would your rating be for this movie? I'm not even going to go into a whole spiel.
3: 25 broken bottles out of one double deuce.
2: I'm just going to give this movie all of Sam Elliott's pubes. There you
0: go. <laughs> However many there are. Um, I guess I would say this is like at least one, at least that we're, uh, we're aware of, a successful throat rip out out of maybe two, three. Seems like he's done this before, but there's at least one successful one that we've seen on film. Preble's like, who cares? A...
3: Yeah, man, I really don't.
0: I, I can't, I can't, I can't say it. I thought this is a bad move. Like, not like it's enjoyable, but, like, it's just fundamentally out. Yeah. Well, Preble's...
3: Preble, you're wrong, and I hate you.
0: That's okay. I also was like, the only one who thought Footloose was like, yeah, this has redeeming qualities. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck you. No! <laughs> Maybe you should take a look in the mirror, Preble. I may, I may have to. Once you actually buy one. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't want that shit though.
3: Once you get, once you, once you obtain a home, because it sounds like Preble's
2: plane is now taken off.
0: Gang, <laughs> I don't know how to, I live in a rough neighborhood
1: of Boston, and it's, it's just a, it's very difficult for me
0: to live. So just be happy I'm
1: here. Tim, what's your rating? Uh, I'm gonna give it um, ten uh, cross earrings out of ten cross earrings. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a pretty. So I'm. I'm just gonna assume that's a pretty terrible rating you just gave it.
1: Uh, that no, that's an immaculate rating. <laughs> okay. You know nothing <laughs> about my scoring a, system. There's never been a. Yeah, never been a better movie made. <laughs> I'll
2: tell you what, guys. For all the abortion jokes we had last time, I'm surprised we didn't really get into a whole lot of the uh, the prison rape. So, good. Good on you guys. I'm very good glad. on you, especially you, Derek. We still got time we, left, right? No, we, we don't. We kept it rated right R. Our- <laughs>
0: We've really matured in the past you. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right, well, this movie made my day, and honestly, like, who needs to go out go
3: out on a Saturday night when you can just watch Roadhouse instead? Bingo. True. Um, I mean, go, watching Roadhouse is essentially you're, you're you're going out by proxy. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that landed. Yeah. <laughs> We're done yeah, exactly. with a third. The <laughs> show is over.
2: All right. Uh, Anything else you guys man. want to discuss before we wrap up, or if you guys just want to just get the fuck out of here? I mean,
1: I want to uh, get the fuck out of here like the double deuce.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say <laughs> I wanna, I wanna thank Bill Dooley for his five star rating on iTunes. Um, <laughs> uh, we really appreciate the support.
2: All right, and so from the last bit of uh, the little notes I had run down, I'm just gonna read it as is. Well, that's our episode. Stay tuned for our continuation of Swayze September, because next time, we're going to watch. And then we never talked about what we're going to watch, so I just left it blank.
3: Red fucking Dawn is what we're going to watch.
2: I guess we're going to be watching Red Dawn. That's a good so day we're going to we get a, a Swayze Grey reunion next week. So uh, mm-hmm. until next time, remember, be nice until it's time to not be nice.
4: <laughs> house. Bye, guys.
2: Preble won an episode without an interruption. Uh, yeah,
3: <laughs> what, what? What's a podcast without Preble fucking everything up? <laughs> I figure. I guess we know what the end credits are going to be in this podcast.
0: <laughs> it's kind of my thing, in all fairness.
1: <laughs> well, in, in fairness, trip. guys, in fairness, we were getting a little hot there, and Preble had to cool us <laughs> down. He is the cooler. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am the cooler, gang. I'm gonna put on some Wait, pants. Wait, was he right.
3: serious? He wasn't wearing pants.
1: I guess not. Now you're heating me back up. I think he's literally getting <laughs> pants.
4: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Oh, man.
2: So he's just podcasting in the living room with no pants on?
3: Like, yeah. He did and say he's it was saying, like 90 degrees. I guess he doesn't have air conditioning. Of course since he doesn't, he
2: doesn't have walls. He lives, well, he lives outside,
3: there's no air conditioning
2: outside. Oh. <sighs>
1: We don't, not everyone has air conditioning up in the north, fellas. That's
2: true, if you're like 250-year-old houses.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Preble. Preble, you back? Well,
1: let's continue talking no, about him. He needs, a run, he needs him. to go down. He, he, did say he, was, he did say he was naked before the podcast. <laughs> I didn't hear that joke. I <laughs> He was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he
3: wasn't. Hopefully it was just like, yeah, right. like Swayze naked. Just bare assed. As his roommate walks in, oh, that's a good He's point. He's sitting in front of his computer, completely nude, and his roommate
1: walks in. Maybe, he, maybe it was Sam <laughs> Elliott naked. He's just like blasting his little top muff.
3: <laughs> oh, almost naked, gang! Almost. All right, can we get to the point where the fat guy gets yep. murder killed by the yep. fucking polar bear? So-